Section 49 of Gray's Anatomy, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Stearns. Anatomy of the Human Body, Part 1, by Henry Gray. Section 49, Tarsus. The skeleton of the foot consists of three parts. The tarsus, the metatarsus, and phalanges. The tarsus. Ossotarsi. The tarsal bones are seven in number, namely, the cochineus, talsus, cuboid, navicular, and the first, second, and third cuneiforms. The cochineus. Os calcis. The cochineus is the largest of the tarsal bones. It is situated at the lower and back part of the foot, serving to transmit the weight of the body to the ground, and forming a strong lever for the muscles of the calf. It is irregularly cuboidal in form, having its long axis directed forward and lateralward. It presents, for examination, six surfaces. Surfaces. The superior surface extends behind onto that part of the bone which projects backward to form the heel. This varies in length in different individuals, is convex from side to side, concave from before backward, and supports a mass of fat placed in front of the tendo calcaneus. In front of this area is a large, usually somewhat oval-shaped facet, the posterior articular surface, which looks upward and forward. It is convex from behind forward, and articulates with the posterior calcaneal facet on the under surface of the talus. It is bounded anteriorly by a deep depression, which is continued backward and medialward in the form of a groove calcaneal sulcus. In the articulated foot, this sulcus lies below a similar one on the under surface of the talus, and the two form a canal, sinus tarsi for the lodgment of the interosseous talocalcaneal ligament. In front and to the medial side of this groove is an elongated facet, concave from behind forward, and with its long axis directed forward and lateralward. This facet is frequently divided into two by a notch. Of the two, the posterior and larger is termed the middle articular surface. It is supported on a projecting process of bone, the sustentaculum tali, and articulates in the middle calcaneal facet on the under surface of the talus. The anterior articular surface is placed on the anterior part of the body and articulates with the anterior calcaneal facet on the talus. The upper surface, anterior and lateral to the facets, is rough for the attachment of ligaments and for the origin of the extensor digitorum brevis. The inferior or plantar surface is uneven, wider behind than in front, and convex from side to side. It is bounded posteriorly by a transverse elevation, the calcaneal tuberosity, which is depressed in the middle and prolonged at either end into a process, the lateral process small, prominent, and rounded, 
gives origin to the to part of the abductor digiti quinti, the medial process. Broader and larger gives attachment by its prominent medial margin to the abductor hallucis, and in front of the flexor digitorum brevis in the plantar aponeurosis. The depression behind the processes gives origin to the abductor digiti quinti. The rough surface in front of the processes gives attachment to the long plantar ligament and to the lateral head of the quadratus plantae to a prominent tubercle near the anterior part of the surface as well as to a transverse groove in front of the tubercle is attached the plantar calcaneocuboid ligament. The lateral surface is broad behind and narrow in front, flat and almost subcutaneous. Near its center is a tubercle for the attachment of the calcaneofibular ligament. At its upper and anterior part, this surface gives attachment to the lateral talocalcaneal ligament, and in front of the tubercle it presents a narrow surface marked by two oblique grooves. The grooves are separated by an elevated ridge or tubercle, the trochlear process, peroneal tubercle, which varies much in size in different bones. The superior groove transmits the tendon of the peroneus brevis, the inferior groove that of the peroneus longus. The medial surface is deeply concave. It is directed obliquely downward and forward and serves for the transmission of the plantar vessels and nerves into the sole of the foot. It affords origin to part of the quadratus plantae. At its upper and forepart is a horizontal eminence, the sustenta culum tali, which gives attachment to a slip of the tendon of the tibialis posterior. This eminence is concave above and articulates with the middle calcaneal articular surface of the talus. Below it is grooved for the tendon of the flexor hallucis longus. Its anterior margin gives attachment to the plantar calcaneonavicular ligament and its medial to a part of the deltoid ligament of the ankle joint. The anterior or cuboid articular surface is of a somewhat triangular form. It is concave from above downward and lateralward, and convex in a direction at right angles to this. Its medial border gives attachment to the plantar calconeonavicular ligament. The posterior surface is prominent, convex, wider below than above, and divisible into three areas. The lowest of these is rough and covered by the fatty and fibrous tissue of the heel. The middle, also rough, gives insertion to the tendo, calcaneus, and the plantaris, while the highest is smooth and is covered by a bursa, which intervenes between it and the tendo, calcaneus. Articulations The calcaneus articulates with two bones, the talus and cuboid. The talus Astragalus, ankle bone. The talus is the second largest of the tarsal bones. It occupies the middle and upper part of the tarsus, supporting the tibia above, resting upon the calcaneus below, articulating on either side with the malleoli, and in front with the navicular. 
It consists of a body, a neck, and a head. The body, corpus tali. The superior surface of the body presents, behind, a smooth trochlear surface, the trochlea, for articulation with the tibia. The trochlea is broader in front than behind, convex from before backward, slightly concave from side to side. In front it is continuous with the upper surface of the neck of the bone. The inferior surface presents two articular areas, the posterior and middle calcaneal surfaces, separated from one another by a deep groove, the sulcus tali. The groove runs obliquely forward and lateralward, becoming gradually broader and deeper in front. In the articulated foot, it lies above a similar groove upon the upper surface of the calcaneus and forms with it a canal, sinus tarsi, filled up in the fresh state by the interosseous talocalcaneal ligament. The posterior calcaneal articular surface is large and of an oval or oblong form. It articulates with the corresponding facet on the upper surface of the calcaneus. Footnote. Sewell, Journal of Anatomy and Physiology, Volume 38, pointed out that in about 10% of bones, a small triangular facet, continuous with the posterior calcaneal facet, is present at the junction of the lateral surface of the body with the posterior wall of the sulcus tali. End footnote and is deeply concave in the direction of its long axis, which runs forward and lateralward at an angle of about 45 degrees with the median plane of the body. The middle calcaneal articular surface is small, oval in form and slightly convex. It articulates with the upper surface of the substanticulum tali of the calcaneus. The medial surface presents at its upper part a pear-shaped articular facet for the medial malleolus, continuous above with the trochlea. Below the articular surface is a rough depression for the attachment of the deep portion of the deltoid ligament of, of the ankle joint. The lateral surface carries a large triangular facet, concave from above downward, for articulation with the lateral malleolus, its anterior half is continuous above with the trochlea, and in front of it is a rough depression for the attachment of the anterior talofibular ligament. Between the posterior half of the lateral border of the trochlea and the posterior part of the base of the fibular articular surface is a triangular facet, which comes into contact with the transverse inferior tibiofibular ligament during flexion of the ankle joint. Below the base of this facet is a groove which affords attachment to the posterior talofibular ligament. The posterior surface is narrow and transverse by a groove running obliquely downward and medialward and transmitting the tendon of the flexor hallucis longus. Lateral to the groove is a prominent tubercle, the posterior process, to which the posterior talofibular ligament is attached. This process is sometimes separated from the rest of the talus and is then known as the os trigonum. Medial to the groove is a second smaller tubercle. The neck, column tali. The neck is directed forward and medialward 
and comprises the constricted portion of the bone between the body and the oval head. Its upper and medial surfaces are rough for the attachments of ligaments. Its lateral surface is concave and is continuous below with a deep groove for the interosseous talocalcaneal ligament. The head, capitale. The head looks forward and medialward. Its anterior articular or navicular surface is large, oval, and convex. Its inferior surface has two facets, which are best seen in the fresh condition. The medial, situated in front of the middle calcaneal facet, is convex, triangular, or semi-oval in shape, and rests on the plantar calconeo-navicular ligament. The lateral, named the anterior calcaneal articular surface, is somewhat flattened and articulates with a facet on the upper surface of the anterior part of the calcaneus. Articulations The talus articulates with four bones, tibia, fibula, calcaneus, and navicular. The cuboid bone, os cuboidium. The cuboid bone is placed on the lateral side of the foot, in front of the calcaneus, and behind the fourth and fifth metatarsal bones, it is of a pyramidal shape, its base being directed medialward. Surfaces The dorsal surface, directed upward and lateralward, is rough for the attachment of ligaments. The plantar surface presents in front a deep groove, the perineal sulcus, which runs obliquely forward and medialward. It lodges the tendon of the perineus longus and is bounded behind by a prominent ridge to which the long plantar ligament is attached. The ridge ends laterally in an eminence, the tuberosity, the surface of which presents an oval facet. On this facet glides sesamoid bone or cartilage frequently found in the tendon of the perineus longus. The surface of bone behind the groove is rough. For the attachment of the plantar calconeocuboid ligament, a few fibers of the flexor hallucis brevis, and a fasciculus from the tendon of the tibia, tibialis posterior. The lateral surface presents a deep notch formed by the commencement of the perineal sulcus. The posterior surface is smooth, triangular, and concavo-convex. For articulation with the anterior surface of the calcaneus, its inferomedial angle projects backward as a process which underlies and supports the anterior end of the calcaneus. The anterior surface, of smaller size, but also irregularly triangular, is divided by a vertical ridge into two facets. The medial quadrilateral in form articulates with the fourth metatarsal. The lateral, larger and more triangular, articulates with the fifth. The medial surface is broad, irregularly quadrilateral, and presents at its middle and upper part a smooth oval facet for articulation with a third cuneiform, and behind this occasionally a smaller facet for articulation with a navicular. It is rough in the rest of its extent for the attachment of strong interosseous ligaments. Articulations The cuboid articulates with four bones, 
the calcaneus, third cuneiform, and fourth and fifth metatarsals, occasionally with a fifth, the navicular. The navicular bone, os naviculare pedis, scaphoid bone. The navicular bone is situated at the medial site of the tarsus, between the talus, behind, and the cuneiform bones in front. Surfaces. The anterior surface is convex from side to side, and subdivided by two ridges into three facets, for articulation with the three cuneiform bones. The posterior surface is oval, concave, broader laterally than medially, and articulates with the rounded head of the talus. The dorsal surface is convex from side to side and rough for the attachment of ligaments. The plantar surface is irregular and also rough for the attachment of ligaments. The medial surface presents a rounded tuberosity, the lower part of which gives attachment to part of the tendon of the tibialis posterior. The lateral surface is rough and irregular for the attachment of ligaments and occasionally presents a small facet for articulation with a cuboid bone. Articulations. The navicular articulates with four bones, the talus and three cuneiforms, occasionally with a fifth, the cuboid. The first cuneiform bone, os cuneiform primum, internal, internal cuneiform. The first cuneiform bone is the largest of the three cuneiforms. It is situated at the medial side of the foot, between the navicular behind and the base of the first metatarsal in front. Surfaces. The medial surface is subcutaneous, broad and quadrilateral, and its anterior plantar angle is a smooth oval impression, into which part of the tendon of the tibialis anterior is inserted. In the rest of its extent it is rough for the attachment of ligaments. The lateral surface is concave, presenting along its superior and posterior borders a narrow L-shaped surface. The vertical limb and posterior part of the horizontal limb, of which articulate with the second cuneiform, or the anterior part of the horizontal limb articulates with the second metatarsal bone. The rest of this surface is rough for the attachment of ligaments and part of the tendon of the peroneus longus. The anterior surface, kidney-shaped and much larger than the posterior, articulates with the first metatarsal bone. The posterior surface is triangular, concave, and articulates with the most medial and largest of the three facets of the anterior surface of the navicular. The plantar surface is rough and forms the base of the wedge. At its back part is a tuberosity for the insertion of part of the tendon of the tibialis posterior. It also gives insertion in front to part of the tendon of the tibialis anterior. The dorsal surface is the narrow end of the wedge and is directed upward and lateralward. It is rough for the attachment of ligaments. Articulations. The first cuneiform articulates with four bones, the navicular, second cuneiform, and first and second metatarsals. The second cuneiform bone, os cuneiforme secundum, middle cuneiform. The second cuneiform bone is smallest of the three, is of very regular wedge-like form, the thin end being directed downward. It is situated between the other two cuneiforms and articulates with the navicular behind 
and the second metatarsal in front. Surfaces. The anterior surface, triangular in form, and narrower than the posterior, articulates with the base of the second metatarsal bone. The posterior surface, also triangular, articulates with the intermediate facet on the anterior surface of the navicular. The medial surface carries an L-shaped articular facet running along the superior and posterior borders for articulation with the first cuneiform and is rough in the rest of its extent for the attachment of ligaments. The lateral surface presents a posteriorly a smooth facet for articulation with the third cuneiform bone. The dorsal surface forms the base of the wedge. It is quadrilateral and rough for the attachment of ligaments. The plantar surface, sharp and tuberculated, is also rough for the attachment of ligaments and for the insertion of a slip from the tendon of the tibialis posterior. Articulations The second cuneiform articulates with four bones, the navicular, first and third cuneiforms, and second metatarsal. The third cuneiform bone, os cuneiforme tertium, external cuneiform. The third cuneiform bone, intermediate in size between the two preceding, is wedge-shaped, the base being uppermost. It occupies the center of the front row of the tarsal bones, between the second cuneiform medially and cuboid laterally, the navicular behind, and the third metatarsal in front. Surfaces The anterior surface, triangular in form, articulates with the third metatarsal bone. The posterior surface articulates with a lateral facet on the anterior surface of the navicular, and is rough below for the attachment of ligamentous fibers. The medial surface presents an anterior and posterior articular facet. Separated by a rough depression, the anterior, sometimes divided, articulates with the lateral side of the base of the second metatarsal bone. The posterior skirts the posterior border and articulates with the second cuneiform. The rough depression gives attachment to an interosseo ligament. The lateral surface also presents two articular facets separated by a rough non-articular area, the anterior facet. Situated at the superior angle of the bone, is small and semi-oval in shape, and articulates with the medial side of the base of the fourth metatarsal bone. The posterior and larger one is triangular or oval, and articulates with the cuboid. The rough, non-articular area serves for the attachment of the interosseous ligament. The three facets for articulation with the three metatarsal bone are continuous with one another. Those for articulation with the second cuneiform and navicular are also continuous, but that for articulation with the cuboid is usually separate. The dorsal surface is of an oblong form, its posterior lateral angle being prolonged backward. The plantar surface is a rounded margin and serves for the attachment of part of the tendon of the tibialis posterior, part of the flexor, hallucis brevis, and ligaments. Articulations The third cuneiform articulates with six bones, the navicular, the second cuneiform, cuboid, 
and second, third, and fourth metatarsals. End of section 49. Recording by Jennifer Stearns, Concord, New Hampshire.